and welcome to Connectivity 189. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Zach Miller. Howdy ho, neighborinos! <laughs> so it's just me and Zach today. We're going to be talking about um, Castlevania for another sort of chat retro, retro chat um, <laughs> discussion. Uh, but first, yeah, so Zach, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been battling a sinus cold that's mm. kind of kept me sitting on the couch when I'm not at work, and... Uh, I am just amazed at how quickly your very small frontal sinuses can fill up with gross stuff. Uh, it, that that supply renews so quickly. Mm. <clears throat> they should really consider uh, making some sort of a, a bioenergy out of that. But uh, otherwise, uh, I've just been um, kind of watching some shows, experimenting with some new TV shows, and uh, uh, trying to trying to find a copy of Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> you still haven't found a copy. Uh, I found one. I just found one yesterday. I went to Fred Meyer and they had gotten a restock in, uh, but it was it was sixty bucks, and I ha- of course, and I have fifty dollars in free money for my, uh, you know, what do you call it? Medical trial whatever, mm-hmm. clinical trial. And uh, so I thought, well, you know, it's $50 as a PSN card. So I went and bought a PSN card. So my intention now is to get it digitally, but it's probably going to have to wait until I get back from Green Bay because I'm leaving tonight to go to Green Bay with Mr. Ronahan and both of our wives and a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go watch the uh, Green Bay Packers play. Ah. So we've been packing and planning that. Cool. Yeah, and uh, uh, otherwise, just normal business, and it's pouring rain. It's not snowing yet. That's nice. <laughs> you haven't gone. You going back to Mario Maker at all? Um, I have just to uh, just really to get unlocks. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping there's so I got the sound effects pack, which is uh, okay. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and then I got a another pack of enemies that I don't. They just seem like darker versions of previously used enemies. Mm. Um, so I think I'm I'm scheduled to get a pack today if I turn the thing on. Uh, but uh, no, I haven't I haven't created a level in a very long time. Uh, but I've played a lot of levels and I got in kind of a Twitter fight with Neil and former staffer Grant Buell about how good the created levels are in 100 Mario Challenges. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are not good. Yeah, a lot of them I skip. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, there's, I kind of wish there was some sort of a rating, a star system, you know, one to five, where the, I don't know, ones and twos could be swept under the rug. <laughs> and, uh, you know... I don't know if that would help much because um, even sort of annoying slash, you know, could be sort of bad levels get tons of stars. That's like, true. And, um, I don't know. People get people give a lot of stars to, I don't know why, but people people really seem to like autoplay levels. Mm. I hate those things. You just turn it on and it says, don't touch anything, and I just skip it. I tried to make a troll, um, troll level on that but it wasn't like super successful i just made a level called uh just like stand there yeah 
and I tried to make it look like, um, tried to give the illusion that something was going to happen. I was going to see like how long people would just wait there. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, yeah, I deleted that one because it, it could probably be done better. It needs to give better illusion of um, something could like start happening. Ah. Uh, so, but yeah. You know, that's the thing. I'm, I'm sometimes impressed by the sense of timing and, and the effort people go into to make these auto-scrolling levels, but God, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, it would take um, it would take ages just to fiddle around and get it perfectly lined up. Yeah, like, I don't mind them showing up in the hundred Mario challenge because I'm only really playing it to um to unlock more costumes. Same here. So <laughs> the more <laughs> auto play levels that come up, the faster I get through it. So. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just anyway, unlocked yeah. the uh, Pikmin sprites last night. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I've been doing. How about yourself? Uh, I just got back from some exercising, running, and walking a bit. Nice. And uh, last week I went with some friends to see the Pokemon uh, first movie at the movies. Really? Yeah. The first movie. Yep. They nice. Played it locally. Um, so we went and saw that. That was pretty fun. That's awesome. Like they didn't have the. Um, the Pikachu short before it. It was just the the straight movie, but oh. that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Man, that's I, re- fun. I remember going to that. I uh, I went to see it twice just so I could get two of the uh, exclusive Pokemon trading card game cards. Uh, there was two? Uh, there was this Mew. There was Mew, but there were also uh, there was also a Dragonite, oh. a Mewtwo, a Pikachu, and an Electabuzz. For some reason, oh, Electabuzz. That's right. Yeah, there was a. I do remember the Pikachu one now. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have, I have them all now. After years of collecting uh, individual <laughs> cards, after that, but I actually made my own Mew card back in the day. I printed it out and stuck it, and glued it to another energy card or something. Nice. <laughs> because um, uh, a friend of mine had won tickets to go see like an early screening back in like, when it was new. Yeah. And um, for whatever reason. They didn't give out the cards at the pre-screenings. Oh, so we didn't get one. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah. I don't think that Mew is uh, was allowed in tournament play. No, I don't. It didn't even have English writing on it. It's just all runes and stuff. Yeah, just it? all hieroglyphs or something. Yeah, but it was it was clear it did thirty damage for for two uh, oh, okay. psychic energy and mm. and I know that and I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I never played the game really. I just um, collected the cards. Oh and yeah, looked at them. I I have I have all mine and two. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Card holders. I have no English today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I was I was deep into it back in the day. Hmm. Other than that, um, the last couple of days I've been putting a bit more time back into uh, Mario 64 on the N64. Oh. I started the file like a few months ago, and I just, whenever I've sort of felt like playing it for 10, 15 minutes, I'll jump on and get a few stars. Yeah. I just, um, yes, the other day I uh, got all the stars in the, what is it, the Lava Land? Um, okay. Yeah, the Lava Land. And uh, I was trying to get the 100 coins on it, but I keep dying and... <laughs> There's like not as, not that many coins really. I think this po- is probably pretty close to having a hundred coins. I think it is, and you have to go into the volcano so to get all of them. Annoying. Mm. 
But anyways, I'll try it again later. But... Oh, that's a good game. That's a good game to play for 10 or 15 minutes at a time, too. Yeah, it is good, because you can sort of just jump in and get a couple of stars um, pretty easily. Um, you could yeah. Even, you know, back when Mario Galaxy was, um, like, just out, I think in a, a What It Asks, they basically said, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty easy to jump in and just get a star. If you get, like, a one star a day, you'll be done in, like, 120 days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, they're easy games to just jump into, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll now move on to our main segment. But first, here's a special break. It's time for Kim and Becky's list of happening old games. So Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow is like really old. Really old. 2005 old. Still in high school old. Ancient. Well, okay, not that old. Anyway, not all old things are hard of hearing and think that our generation takes too many selfies. Some older games are super cool. So Kim and I have looked, a li- looked up a list of the top five games on the Nintendo NES. My list will be from our home, NWR. And my list is from Metacritic. For those of you who don't know, Metacritic is a site that compiles and averages review scores on games from tons of users and professional publications. So we'll be guessing each other's lists, just from clues. So here we go. All right. This game creatively uses the dual screen of the DS to tell the story of two famous brothers and their adversary. Uh, I have no clue. Bass. <laughs> Should I say it? Yeah. Okay. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Dang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the DS version of this internationally popular puzzle game from Capcom was actually a remake of a GBA game that was also only released in Japan. What? I don't know, like, Picross? Nope. <laughs> Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Okay. Uh, number four. A game in a racing series that's still popular today. Uh, Mario Kart DS? Yes, you are! Yay! <laughs> Alright, and uh, this game is a ladder entry in an RPG series that's actually known most of its popularity only in Japan. It's been around since the Super NES and features art by Akira Toriyama. What the? Java. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> okay. Five. Uh, Final Four. Fantasy? I don't know. No. Oh, Dragon wait, Quest no. 9. What? What was Dragon it? Quest 9. So, okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. I have one, and I, <laughs> oh, I just never played okay. it. Okay. Next. Uh, number three. Travel through time to set history right in this RPG by Square Enix. Uh, Chrono Trigger? Yes! Oh my god! I, I love Chrono Trigger! <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure if you knew that one. Okay. okay. Okay, another puzzle game for the DS. This one was developed by Nintendo and HAL Labs, and it happens to be one of our editor, Neil Ronahan's favorite games. Hutch, I'm sorry, Neil. I know one of my favorite puzzle games is Professor Layton. No, it's Picross 3D. <laughs> Why is that so I mixed up? Oh my god! Oh, I said Picross for the other one. Okay. You did. Um, number two. This game is more of a tool to create short animations. Uh... Oh my god, I have no clue. <laughs> it's Flipnote Studio. Oh my god! I totally forgot Flipnote. Right? <laughs> okay. A rhythm game that came to the US is a slightly different version from its Japanese counterpart, including a different story. What? There's a million rhythm games! <laughs> All I could think of was Riven Heaven Fever, which I know is a 3DS. Yeah, so. No, it's Elite Beat Agents. Oh, I don't even know that one. Okay. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the number one game, according to Metacritic. The last game of a hugely popular series centered around crime to appear on a Nintendo platform. 
Oh, is this like Hotel Dusk? Nope. Damn! I don't know what that game is. I, I was like, I think it's a crime solving game. One of my friends really likes it. No, it's not crime solving. It's centered around crime. Oh. I'll give you a second guess. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. That was like my only one. Oh, okay. Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Oh, I totally forgot one came out for the DS. I know, right? It's like okay. the game though. And NWR is number one game for the DS was a DS entry for the most popular Nintendo Mario spin-off series. It became one of the best-selling DS titles worldwide. What? Oh, I feel like an idiot if I don't get this then. Uh... You can do it. You can do it. Okay, I'll give you one more hint. Okay. It's a racing game. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, it's Mario Kart DS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and the winner is me with a score of me two and Kim one. So they just said we aren't good with DS games. <laughs> Anyways, that's the game. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. And welcome back. Okay, now we're going to jump into some Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow talk mm. for the Nintendo DS. So, uh, Zach. Yes. You played the game originally back back when it was new? Back in 2004. I think I, uh, I don't remember if I was actually on the review or not. I think I might have been. Um, you, you were on the site in 2004, 2005? Oh, no, you're right. That's, that's correct. <laughs> no, I was not on the review. <laughs> uh, no, God. Um, uh, but, uh. Uh, I must have gotten it pretty close to or at launch, and uh, I yep. I played all of it. I hundred percented it. It's one of the few games I've hundred percented, and hmm. and it's it's oh god, I love it, and it's uh, it's aged pretty well for me, um, unlike yeah. some of the other uh, DS and uh, GBA Castlevania games. This one hmm. has held up all right. I think partially because it's almost a remake. Of Aria of Sorrow. Well, it's like a sequel, isn't it? It is a se- it is a sequel to Aria of Sorrow, but it's so much of it is like even the the level progression or the mm. environments are so similar to Aria of Sorrow. This this is like we've got a, a we got better graphics now and we have better music. Let's do this again. Mm. So they actually um. They went with the Nintendo DS because I think uh, Igarashi um, said that like the success of Aria of Sorrow and the GBA sort of pushed it towards the DS, nice the DS instead of the PSP. Because you know at this time it would have been very easy for Konami or whoever to sort of diss the DS and true you know, with PlayStation Portable. So and they did uh, put the Castlevania Dracula X Collection on PSP. Oh, okay. Which mm. which I also have. It is not as good. Mm. But uh, yeah, this is. I really like this game, and and I got real deep into it, and and I got through all the different alternate modes, which we can talk about later. Um, mm. But uh, I I beat it this time. It took me a long time to beat it. I didn't hundred percent it, of course. But yeah. Uh, how about yourself? How how far did you get? Uh, or do you do you have any previous experience with the series? No, I don't have any um, previous experience with the series. I've never really played a Castlevania game. Oh. I know that's like blasphemy, probably, but um, because I never really, I didn't grow up um, 
really I didn't really know about Castlevania like too much because like I didn't ha- have a Castlevania game growing up. I didn't know anyone that had did it either. It wasn't until like the GBA and the DS that I started seeing reviews for the Castlevania games, but I never ended up trying one back then. Gotcha. I think like, I'm not like too like. I don't know, the aesthetic and everything to me, it's not, like, super, like, I don't like it a whole lot. Like, the whole gothic thing. Oh, okay. Appealed to me, like, a whole lot, really. So, I guess that may be why. And, um, uh, like, I do like sort of, you know, Metroid-style progression, but, like, I've got, like, a limit to how much... (laughs) How much you can do? Like, yeah, I've sort of handled most of the Metroid games to, like at least getting like pretty much finished with them and stuff but yeah um like the first metroid game i played was metroid prime so you know that's the uh i i played uh metroid nes and metro super metroid prior but they didn't really click with me back when i mm. first played them back when they first came out yeah uh, I and played it, yeah it wasn't until metroid prime that i was like oh this is this is the point yeah um, like if I'd play, if I had like somehow had a Super Nintendo back in the mid '90s and had uh, Super Metroid, I doubt I would have gotten all that far. I probably would have just fumbled around for a while and not really got known what to do. Yeah, especially the uh, the the NES one's even worse in that regard. Oh yeah, yeah. Those those games. I mean, Super like it took Metroid Prime to teach me what Metroid was all about. And then I was able to go back and appreciate Super Metroid and yeah. and the NES Metroid. I still don't. I don't think the NES Metroid's a very good game, no. uh, but I I do think that the Super Metroid game is good, especially mm. considering the time it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Metroid Prime is is, and probably Metroid Prime primed me <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get into these post Symphony of the Night Castlevania games. Right, so you didn't pick up uh, Castlevania until like the GBA and DS era then, I guess. Well, I I played all the Nintendo ones uh, previously, yeah. and in yeah. Castlevania Four on the Super Nintendo, but I didn't play Symphony of the Night until, mm-hmm. God, I don't even know. It was after the GBA games, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then I went back to Symphony, and Symphony is actually not great. <laughs> I mean, it's it's well, it's I, good, it's but like, it's also it's, maybe not. It's the uh, the first like one of those style games, right? Like that was the first one to try doing the whole yes, this but, style basically, which they just kept making right on uh, like for another ten years or whatever it was, more than that. Yeah, in fact, uh, the second GBA game, Harmony of Dissonance, is almost a remake of Symphony of the Night. Hmm. Uh, so I don't love it. <laughs> Uh, it's almost a remake, but it looks much worse. Symphony, at least, was was pretty, and yeah. had good and had good music. But I I didn't love the gameplay. Mm. So, this this was Aria of Sorrow. I think was the first real good Metroidvania Castlevania game, um, and then this one is probably the next best, just because it's so similar. See, like I um always like. Because I sort of followed, like, um, opinion on the games, like, very sort of haphazardly, I guess, like, just by people talking about them. And uh, I always thought this one was sort of um, looked 
down on a bit because of um, people didn't like the touchscreen stuff and oh true. They had a, I thought people had a bunch of problems with it, but it, you know, I was just looking at like the general reception from reviewers on like Wikipedia and stuff, and you know they went pretty went over pretty well generally with the scores. It was like nine out of tens and like four point five out of fives and stuff. So nice. Um, I guess it was actually like better received than I sort of thought. Well, the touchscreen stuff is awful. Mm. I mean, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. The touchscreen stuff is <laughs> god awful, and uh, I wish it wasn't there. In, they were going to put in um, the microphone apparently too, but they ended up dropping it during development. Thank God. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't need to use every feature of machine that you're making a game for. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, uh, so. I interrupted you, but about where did you get in the game? Uh, I've only played like, you know, two to three hours or so. Okay. I can't remember exactly where, like, I think I've beat like at least a couple of bosses or whatever. Um, I did sort of like look at a bit of a let's play as well just to jump forward a bit because I just didn't get all the way enough, way, enough of the way through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've got, I've got a general like, general idea of what I sort of think and stuff because like the gameplay um obviously just you know it just builds upon itself so right. it, it, you know um I don't know how like the leveling stuff I don't know if I would prefer I think I would prefer a game where it didn't you didn't really have like you didn't have to like level up and I know that's like a core part of this game but um I don't know how I feel about like having to level the character up and stuff yeah, I don't either. In, in previous Castlevania games, uh, uh, even, um, let's see, the GBA Castlevania games besides Aria, so Circle of the Moon and uh, the other one, Harmony of Dissonance, you find, um, uh, you find health upgrades and magic upgrades like they'd be uh, health upgrades and missile tanks in a Metroid game. Uh, and this game does not, I don't remember this game having those at all. Uh, it is purely a leveling up system. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, that's more like Symphony of the Night, although Symphony of the Night did both things. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, it's kind of a passive thing. What, what's weird about it is it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of level up. But you're constantly finding better weapons, better armor, uh, so it's not it's not clear what the leveling up does for you. Yeah, you get like drops from enemies quite a bit too. Yeah, just like random stuff. Like you got to go in and equip it and everything. Um, so yeah, the equipping stuff. I, I will say, I there's way too much to equip. Yeah, there is. Like, yeah, I sort of you know. You get used to it, like, in these games, but having lots of, like, different menu options and stuff, sort of, like, you just go, ah, oh, just <laughs> yeah. do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find me the best stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and this game actually kind of kind of makes it a little easier because one of the first uh, gray souls that you get is the ability to swap between two loadouts. Mm. Uh, but... I, I think the idea there is you you equip different loadouts for different 
kinds of enemies that have different weaknesses. But yeah. there's there's like ten different weaknesses in the game. <laughs> mm. So neither 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 of your armor sets is gonna hit every enemy. Yeah. So I don't know. I I almost don't use that that uh, loadout swap because I'm just gonna have to swap the equipment in either one anyway. Mm. But you know, uh, one thing that I do like that I think a lot of people don't like is the the random drops of enemy souls. <laughs> Talk to me about that, because that's the magic system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the enemy encyclopedia actually tells you the rarity of different souls. Mm. Uh, there's there's a few that are five star rarities that you have to kill the guy a hundred times before you get his soul. Yeah, so like I guess later later in the game you'd have to sort of grind enemies just to find better stuff. Um, yes, if you wanted, or just to get a hundred percent completion. Yes. Mm. Actually, the um, the guy that I quick uh, watched a little bit of his let's play because I, I watched it also watched it from the start, and um, the first enemy he killed, it, he got a drop um, that was like super rare. It's like a one in one thousand sort of chance of getting or something wow it's like ridiculous <laughs> there were a but few yeah. i remember a few moments in this game back when i was first playing it equipping the uh black panther soul which is it just lets you dash forward with r you just uh, hold down r and you run so i'd oh, run that would be good yeah i kept trying to double tap um the d-pad to run oh yeah and it's like oh come on go faster <laughs> yeah he's not real fast is he <laughs> uh, and he's got like the back dodge, um, which I guess you could maybe d- use that if you wanted to, like just backwards dodge all the time. That's true. <laughs> uh, but there's a few rooms where once you're at a high enough level, you can actually mm. just run into enemies and kill them. So oh, I would okay. just run through a room, kill the enemies mm. by holding R, hope one of them dropped a soul. If not, <laughs> go back, do it again. Yeah. And uh, And the really horrible thing... This is the horrible thing about Dawn of Sorrow that was not an Arya. The souls level up. Mm. The more copies of a soul you have, the more powerful the attack is, or the magic attack, the effect. So you were really encouraged to get all those five-star souls. (laughs) So that's not necessarily true. I guess you you don't really have to, I mean... Could no. you get through the game with? Could you like? Do you think you could beat the game with like, just sort of not really bothering too much? And oh yeah, brute forcing it. Yeah, you could. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, in fact, that when you're fighting a lot of these bosses, the souls don't matter that much. You're, yeah, you're generally just spamming whatever the most powerful sword you have is, mm. and and is dodging and dodging. Yeah, so the getting all of the magic all the way leveled up is just more for OCD people like me. <laughs> uh, completionist. Completionist like me, yeah. And, and uh, I I don't think that... No, that's not true. The next game in the series, um, Portrait of Ruin, which is awful, uh, it does the same thing. Mm. Uh, I, I don't remember if Order of Ecclesia does. That's a damn good one. It's hard yeah, as hell. Though. That was the one that I almost um, actually 
went and like played back when it was coming out because everyone was saying how good it was. Yeah. Um, but I still didn't. <laughs> I did review that one, and that one is so hard. Uh, it's so mm. hard. Like, this game gets tricky in a couple places. Mm. There, there's a few places in this game where I think you got a, you almost have to grind for a little while to get your mm. base attack stat up yep. to kill some of the monsters. Mm. But So, actually, speaking of some of the monsters... Um... I don't know. Like, I think some of the the art styles between them seem off a bit. Like, some yeah. of them just they don't look very consistent across like their designs. It's because they're reusing sprites from past games. Mm, like the Frankenstein sprite stuck out to me early on. Yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't animate well at all. <laughs> He's like, and like the sizes of um, different enemies. Like, there's different sort of you know. There's like the Frankenstein um, humanoid you know, shape, and then you got, like, knights and stuff. And um, they're all, like, varying sizes. I mean, and they don't look 100% right scale-wise. Right. It just seems off, like, I, a little bit. I always thought those big, uh, those big boar guys with, with big mm, fists, yeah. they look silly. Yeah. Because they're huge. They're bigger than the armors. Mm. <laughs> and some of, the, some of those big, like, animal sort of monsters are, like have like a few frames of animation. Yeah. The uh I think the minotaurs have maybe two. Yeah. And then they have a, a rotating effect when they turn around and that's from Symphony of the Night. Mm. That's that's literally a reused asset. Well, that's what they became famous for like they <laughs> just sort of tried to reuse assets all the time. But... Yep. Make a cheaper mm. game. Mhm. But uh yeah, the uh I generally like the bosses and the final boss is pretty great. He's bigger than the screen, uh, so does you have... he take up. Does he like take up like two screens almost? <laughs> uh, yeah, he would take up two screens if you could use the bottom screen to see. Uh, yeah. But you have to kind of jump around on all these platforms to uh, get his weak points. Mm. Uh, and then when you beat the game, I think a really cool mode opens up. It's called Julius mode, and it was in Aria too, but it wasn't nearly as cool as this. Um, you get to play as Julius Belmont. He plays as a normal whip-wielding Belmont, but he doesn't get any new items or armor. Mm. Um, but he's eventually joined by uh, Yoko Bellinades, the uh, witch, and yeah. and Alucard, oh. who is his, his Symphony of the Night sprite. Yeah. And you can swap between all of them, uh, and it's it's supposed to be kind of a callback to Castlevania III, but the game progresses in a completely different way. Huh. And it's super hard. <laughs> it is so damn hard. Um, but the final boss, if you get there, is um, is Soma, uh, who, oh. who has given in to becoming Dracula. Mm. Uh, so you, you actually kind of fight. You fight him, but then he turns into kind of a, a roid rage monster form of the of the ghost the original castlevania ghost of dracula from the nes game huh. and he he's using all sorts of different magic attacks that he's picked up it's a really cool fight that's pretty cool like um that's like pretty good for an extra sort of bonus content sort of thing um yeah it really is i was really impressed because julius mode is an aria too but it mm. it just it's just swapping the character 
yeah. and you can't really do anything. You, you still don't get armor or weapons, so you're really just exploring as Julius. Mm. Uh, and there's no end game. You can't yeah. fight the final boss, <laughs> uh, so there's no point. But uh, this game really, really does it right. Oh, that's cool. Actually, when I when I started up this game, because I didn't really realize it was like a sequel or anything, so I was just confused a bit. Oh yeah. And then to sort of jump in and start talking about stuff that's already happened. True. I was just, oh, what's going on? I guess okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, in the first game, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, it, it, you find out slowly over the course of the first game that that Soma is the new Dracula after Dracula has finally been banished for good mm. by Julius Belmont. And uh, yeah. uh, so uh, Soma has to... He doesn't become Dracula. He fights off, you know, the, these cultists again who are trying to turn him into Dracula, and he goes into another dimension and destroys the essence of Dracula or something, uh, which is a is a very abstract boss fight. It's very weird. Mm. Uh, but uh, then he, he goes home, and you think, well, it's over. Uh, and <laughs> it's not really explained in this game why his powers come back. The, the there's that that woman they said they said at the start um that he's always had them he never lost them or something and they're always inside him oh, okay he's to be in danger again or something like that oh, okay <laughs> yeah so he's oh yeah you still had them you just didn't need to use them <laughs> and now uh, that you haven't used them for a while they've you've lost all the you've powers. lost all the powers you had yeah just like samus you've got to refine everything <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good game. I, I enjoyed replaying it and, and I kind of want to pick up Order of Ecclesia again now, mm. uh, or maybe play through Julius mode again if I want to knock my head against a wall. Cause that is super hard. Oh my God. I can't even tell you. All right. So we've got like, uh, a, a question or a comment from, um, who was it? <laughs> oh, I can At pull it Fielder's up. Choice Nine from Twitter, and oh, there you Dan go. from Can- he's Dan from Canada. Dan from Canada. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to um, read his letter? Uh oh, sure. Dan from Canada writes, "Hey guys, I have yet to play this game. I was excited about the Game Boy Advance games on the VC. So my question, with Konami being a mess, do you think this game will come to the eShop? If so," Will there be any complications in playing the DS on the Wii U, control-wise, or is it smarter to get this game in its original form? Thanks, and keep it up. Well, Konami's a dumpster fire right now. Mm. Uh, I wake up every morning and think that the Castlevania VC games will be taken off the eShop. And then taken out of your purchase history. And taken out of your purchase history. Oh my god, that could happen too. <coughs> oh, um, um, oh god, go ahead. We are on the. Uh, if it ever came to the Wii U, I don't think there would be too much of a problem, right? Um, no, because you might just have to look down at the screen to do the, those um, the touch screen stuff. Briefly. Yeah, the map and the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be a huge issue because most of the action that takes place on the top screen, you're just using the D-pad and buttons anyway. So Right. 
but you would have to, uh, uh, and it might be actually easier to draw that stupid symbol on the gamepad because you have more room. Mm. That's the problem with the, that's the real problem with the symbol drawing on the DS is you don't have a lot of room and the game interprets even the slightest going off the path of the symbol yeah. to be yeah. killing it. Mm. So uh, that might work. And, uh, you know, I, I it's always possible that that they could put these on the eShop and I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, you I, know, like it, they could, um, they could sort of feel the need to um, whenever Bloodstained gets closer to coming. Oh, out. right. <laughs> Just like uh, Mega Man had a bit of a resurgence because of, um, well, Mighty Number no. Nine got delayed anyway. But... <laughs> right. Um, but you know, like I don't know if you, what you really gain from playing it on the Wii U. Um, right. I would rather have the DS cartridge actually, because then you can at least play it on, um, you know, multiple handhelds. You can play it on 3DS if you want. Um, you you got a bit more, you know. It's easier to sort of just keep the cart around, and I don't know. It's like there's not much of an advantage of playing it on Wii U. Like they don't look any better. They I, I don't probably look worse. They probably would look worse. Yeah. Um, I haven't bought any DS games on the Wii U. Aside from downloading the free um, brain training game, oh, I didn't even know that was free. Yeah, that was a that was a well before they actually started putting out DS games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think a lot of I think in this game in particular, a lot of the enemies and bosses that use rotational effects would look pretty terrible on a TV. <laughs> I think that they've probably got like a um, you know original resolution mode and stuff. Yeah, I think. The GBA games do. I'm not sure about the DS ones, but um, yeah, you know, I guess smoothing. it would come down if it ever if if it ever did come out on the Wii U. Um, I guess it would come down to how much do you want to spend on it, right? And right now, there's no choice. You need you have to get the DS version, right? So, and yeah. I think these games are, I think these games fetch a pretty good value these days on like eBay. Yeah, they probably do. I mean. Anything old game related now, there's put up, people just put up, you know, try and get as much as they can for it now. Oh, you know what? Uh, I was wrong. It's well, uh, it's sixteen ninety nine on eBay. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's even a uh, a hilarious best of Konami version that has yeah. There's like a there's like a picture of the. It's a um, picture box. of the box. <laughs> on the box. Oh. I wish they used the same picture for the um, you know, like the box, you know, of the that classic one on the inside of the on the picture. Oh so it yes, keep going into itself. <laughs> All right. Well, that game's really super cheap. You should buy it on on DS. You should buy the original, yeah. and it's yeah. it's a good game to have. To uh, it's the kind of game where you can play it for a while and then put it to sleep, and mm. then pick it up later um you know it's it's a good uh, i i much prefer to play it on handheld Mm. i'm just now i'm just curious about my order of ecclesia has dropped way down in price when i when that game first came out it was rumored to have a low print run and Mm. games were going for like 60 dollars now it's down to 20 well there you go you can have all these you can have the good DS Castlevania games for twenty bucks a piece, 
Don't buy Portrait of Ruin because it's garbage. I know at least one of my Twitter followers are going to email me now and say, hey, Portrait of Ruin is good. Just in terms of like Castlevania and like, what do you like about Castlevania um, compared to like, say, Metroid or? Um, that's a good question. I like, uh, I like having different weapons. I like being able to have different attacks for different situations, uh, which in Metroid, you, you know, you kind of do in Super Metroid because you can swap between beam types. Mm. Uh, you can really do it in Metroid Prime, which is why I like Metroid Prime the most, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, these newer Castlevania games have... There, there's... I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I do like... You know, you don't like the, the gothic aesthetic, but I kind of do. I kind of like seeing how imaginative they can be with the boss characters and mm. some of the monster designs. Um... And I like, I don't necessarily like the way you get magic attacks in this game because it's, yeah. it's, you know, we talked about it. It's, it's awful, but I do like playing around with the different magic attacks and finding a good and fi- you know, finding the best combination of everything so that you're an unstoppable killing machine hmm. uh, towards the end of the game. So, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to like about it. And, but I, I, I don't like, Others, you know, I, uh, I like these newer Castlevania games better than the old versions, the old NES games. Um, yeah, because those the early ones are just more um, straight action, just they? punishingly difficult. Mm. But also, yeah, straight action, and you couldn't go back a screen. And yeah, um, I like Super Metro, uh, Super Castlevania, because it's kind of bridging a little bit of a gap. But uh, yeah, I just. These are good Metroid games because we don't get good Metroid games very often. <laughs> you know? Mm. Not to say that all of these are good. I mean, I said Portrait of Ruin is awful because it is, and and Harmony of Dissonance is also awful. Uh, I mean, like, this, the schedule, though, with these games, I mean, they did, like, three on GBA, and they did, like, what, three on DS? Three on DS in, in about seven years. Yeah, so, like, you know, it was roughly one a year. Yeah. Almost, so... So I'm not I'm not surprised they copied assets, but uh, I guess when you're on that kind of a schedule, they can't, they can't all be good. Mm. And I am sad to see these games go away. Uh, I don't really like the direction that um, Mercury Steam took with the series. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I never finished Lords of Shadow. Mm. Um. And mirror- I mean, must, the, the sales of um, the DS ones must. I wonder if they like dropped off. I wonder how well the last one that came out sold, because like this one, like seemed like the sales numbers on this one seemed um, pretty strong when it came out. I mean, the game sold over one hundred sixty-four thousand copies uh, in three months in the US. That's good. So, like, I guess it you know would have sold a lot more than that over the years as well. So sure. Um, yeah, I wonder why they just stopped making them. Like, why did Igarashi sort of get um, sent to a room somewhere and not allowed <laughs> to do anything? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I wonder about that too. I really do. It, it must have. It must have had to do with Konami saying we're not going to make any, we're not going to fund any big projects anymore. We're going to go into hotels and pachinko machines. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it is sad to see these go, and and I'm I'm actually excited to see where Bloodstain goes. I uh, did not I did not back it because I knew it would get I knew it would get funded. There was no question. It was funded it was, in like the first day. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's true. It was funded in the first day. Um, uh, but also after seeing Mighty Number no. Nine flounder for so long, mm. I, I just yeah. I don't know how confident I am in, in some of these projects. I mean, you know, it, it, game and like any sort of project, like they can say, yeah, we're going to have it out in two years, but uh, or a year even. And it's just like things can go wrong. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's the, that's the side of game development we're not usually as privy to, I guess. Uh, Kickstarter's probably highlighted it a bit more because backers are sort of like, where's my game? Right. <laughs> and before, they would just sort of put out a thing saying, oh, yeah, um, it, the release date's been moved, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one already had money on the game, basically, you know. Right. Nobody pre-purchased it. Mm. Uh, yeah, the I, I continue to... Or the only game I've 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 backed is Shantae, yeah. and uh, and I know that that game's date got slipped, uh, but I'm okay with it because those guys keep everybody up to date real well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, Mighty Number no. Nine kind of put me off of it, and uh, I'm not I'm not as worried about Castlevania, but or sorry, Bloodstained, aka Castlevania, but. Uh, <laughs> But well, I'll, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to follow it. Yeah, well, it should definitely be, you know, a good game. Like it's just, it's going to be basically one of those Castlevania games, but without the name. So. Right, right. And they have to use new, make new assets. That's so. true. That's good. Now I uh, now we just wait for like, uh, you know, bipedal tank prime. From uh, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Metal Cog. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Team up with the Metal Slug guys. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. So Zach, you got any uh, little like anything else you want to add to Dawn of Sorrow? Um, uh, no, not really. Dawn of Sorrow is really fun, and it's it's probably my favorite of the three. DS games, and I'm I'm glad I had this this excuse to replay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. How about you? Um, I think I've said most of what I wanted to. All right. Uh, you know, I might you know keep trying to push through it and stuff. Um, just to play a bit more of it. Um, I'll give it a bit more of a, a bit more of a go. I'm like not super super into it, but um. I'll probably try and play a little bit more at least just to see if it clicks a bit better. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes that happens. You need to sort of, at least I do, like sometimes you just need to try and play enough of it until you, you know, you you like either... Until you get it. Until you get it or, you know, you know you're not going to get it basically. No, that's happened to me many times where I I play a game and I, I think I don't like it and then something... Something happens where I'm like, "Oh, I get it now," and then I actually tend to restart my file. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's happened on a few games. Well, I hope you yeah. uh, get get more enjoyment out of it in the in the coming coming days and weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so we'll just wrap up the show. Um, I just wanted to put out there, if anyone wants to suggest a game that we could play for Chat Retro, um, put it in the talkback of this episode, and we'll consider it. It'll come down to basically, um, you know, if we already have it or how hard it is to sort of track down, but we'll keep them in mind. It's not like, um, you know, we can put a few on a list and think about it or, you know, work towards doing them eventually. Yeah. So um, that's not a bad idea, I think. No. Um, we're also, I forgot to mention on the last episode, but we also have uh, got a connectivity Twitter now, which is at ConnectivityNWR. That's uh, actually being run by um, Adam, uh, new staff at Adam. He was on a couple of episodes a while back. Right. Um, so if you if you can get some more followers than that, it's more interaction, that'd be great. Um, we'll obviously, if you want to send comments or anything, you can send it to that Twitter account. Um, and we'll hopefully maybe, you know, read them out or say something, mention them on the show. <laughs> got something, something you want to say. Uh, other than that, you can also follow myself, which is at Nicholas NWR. And also Zach has a Twitter. I do. It is at ZMiller1902. And you can also just send in a questions or comments to the email address, which is connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com. Like Dan from Canada did. Like Dan from Canada did, yeah. yeah. Thanks thanks for that, Dan. Um, all right, so I guess that's it. Thanks, right. Zach. Of course. Thank you. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.